0: In a small American town, a band of squirrels had become quite a problem. The Presbyterian church called a meeting to decide to do about their squirrel infestation. After much prayer and consideration, they concluded that the squirrels were predestined to be there and they shouldn't interfere with God's divine will. At the Baptist church, the squirrels had taken an interest in the baptistry the deacons met and decided to put a water slide on the baptistry and let the squirrels drown themselves. The squirrels liked the slide and unfortunately knew instinctively how to swim, so twice as many squirrels showed up the following week. The Lutheran church decided that they were not in a position to harm any of God's creatures, so they humanely trapped the squirrels and set them free near the Baptist church. (laughs) Two weeks later... The squirrels were back when the Baptists took down the water slide. Not to leave us out. The Episcopalians tried a much more unique path by setting out pans of whiskey around their church in an effort to kill the squirrels with alcohol poisoning. They sadly learned how much damage a band of drunk squirrels can do. But the Catholic Church came up with an even more creative strategy. They baptized all the squirrels and made them members of the church. Now they only see them at Christmas and Easter. <laughs> if they're lucky, if they're lucky. Finally, and not much was heard from the Jewish synagogue. They took the first squirrel and circumcised him. They haven't seen a squirrel since. <laughs> so, you know, um, what, a, what a neat uh, opening uh, story for this beginning of this year and so it simply brings me to this question for each one of us is what do we do with our squirrels (laughs) in 2021 or whatever you want to call them those things in our life that are challenging and that keep showing up that we'd like them to be somewhere else but they happen to be a part of our life uh, and so, a squirrel can be many different things, but obviously, uh, you know, for, for us, it can be something that's a distraction, it could be a challenge, it could be a sin, uh, and it's something that's real in our lives. Well, I have some thoughts at the beginning of this year about how we might address the squirrels that are a part of our lives. Uh, it comes from Psalm 8, actually, our psalm that we read today, in both the first verse and the 10th verse. And we read in there, O Lord, our governor, how exalted is your name in all the world. Uh, And it goes throughout this psalm to talk about the many ways in which the Lord God is mighty, how he is sovereign uh, over creation, how he provides for his children, and for that matter, provides for everybody in the world because of his great love and kindness. And so one of the things that I would invite us to reflect on at the beginning of this year and throughout this year is God's sovereignty and greatness uh, in the midst of all things. I don't know about you, but especially during the past year and when things are difficult, it's very easy for me to keep a very horizontal focus. I kind of tend to focus on the problem. I kind of uh, focus on the struggle and the darkness or the sin or whatever it might be. And then I begin to lose hope and uh, I begin to spiral downward. But but if we, if we from time to time take a look up, uh, whether it's in worship or in prayer or through our times gathered here uh, and each day during the week in your devotional, uh, it gives you an opportunity to look up and to remember that the Lord is majestic. That's another translation for, in the scripture, that the Lord is exalted and that his name is above all the world. And so as you and I just take a moment to look up, it helps to put everything else on the earth in perspective. And I don't know about you, but I find that balance to be incredibly important. So I want to I invite you along with me at the very beginning of this year to look up, to look up in hope, to look up in the morning, to look up in the evening, and just to remember that the Lord is majestic, that he is awesome, that he is sovereign, and that he loves you very deeply and he's with you, even at times where it doesn't seem like he is. The other uh, thing I would suggest, first of all, let me share a a comment from a commentary that for me was very powerful about this. There is an infinite being, the fountain of all uh, being, power and perfection, the bountiful ruler, protector and provider for all creation, his glory and light shines upon all. So I invite you to remember that along with me of uh, God's light, of God's brightness, and God's provision in our lives. The second thing I would encourage us to do during this year is to be honest that you have squirrels, (laughs) All right? How many people do you know, maybe even yourself, I'm not gonna ask for a show of hands, uh, that have squirrels or an elephant in the living room, whatever it might be, and uh, they're not really being honest about what's going on. Uh, They've been prancing around that line or been playing around with those squirrels for decades, And and they're still there, and they're not really addressing the issue. And I think one of the most powerful things we can do in the present moment in our lives and in our culture and in the world is to be honest. You know, to speak the truth during a time when there are many lies coming out is still a revolutionary thing. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And even in Jesus' day, as he lived out his life being the light and being love and being truthful, um, we noticed in his life how often that was a challenging thing and yet an important thing. I think that's one of the great things God does in each one of our lives is that he loves us enough to tell us the truth about ourselves and to do it in a way that is loving and caring and redemptive. So I would encourage us to, first of all, as much as we can during this coming year, to be honest with ourselves, to be honest with our Lord, and to be honest with our lives. Um, and to realize that it's a journey. You know, this continues to be a journey from darkness to life, light, from the shadows to his radiance, from hopelessness to hope, from despair to faith, from uh, hatred to love. It's a journey. And, and to be open to that journey. So, um, be open that the Lord is over all. Be honest that you have squirrels. And finally, take your time, go one step at a time, and be focused on what's before you. Again, I know for me in the journey of my life, especially when there are struggles or dark areas or squirrels that I desperately want to get rid of, I want it to happen yesterday. I want it to be done with, and I don't want to have to focus on it anymore uh, because that's just how I tend to like to deal with things. I just want it to be done with. But one of the things God spoke to me when I first came here about 12 years ago, um, he was doing some some pretty deep healing in my life and has been doing throughout my life, as I'm sure is true for you as well. And one of the things God spoke to me uh, 12 years ago was very interesting to me. I've never forgot it. And it's, the Lord said to me, Joe, don't rush your healing. Don't rush your healing. And when God said that to me, I was upset at God. That was the last thing I wanted to hear. What do you mean, don't rush my healing? (laughs) I want to rush my healing. I want to be done with this thing. I want to move on. I've dealt with it long enough, haven't I? And besides, if we really worked through this, we could be closer. It'd be great. I mean, I had all the right reasons about why we need to rush through it. But as I look back on that word from the Lord to me some 12 years ago now, I realize the wisdom of God's word to me. It's not that God didn't want to heal me quickly. It's not that God doesn't want us to bring, through some, bring us through the darkness and bring us to, into his light in a moment. God, God desires all that. He loves us that much. But one of the things I think that you and I need to embrace is our humanity, God honors our humanity. God understands our humanity. God sees our humanity, and he holds it beautiful. I remember Brenning Manning, who's a great teacher of God and and spoke all over the world, literally said, God expects me to fail more than I do. (laughs) Think about that. I think that... that brief comment is tremendously insightful, and that's because God knows us better than we know ourselves. Now, that's not to say God doesn't want us to be holy. God isn't calling us more and more into his light and to be perfect and to follow him. I affirm all of that completely. But I also affirm that the healing process in some ways and in some areas takes time. You know, again, if you go to Uh, One of the hospitals here, and you get a knee replacement. Um, You can lay in bed and say, I'm not going to do therapy. I'm not going to move because I'm in so much pain. And then after about a week, you're going to have a big issue because you're not going to be able to bend that leg. Or you can follow the doctor's orders, and you can begin the physical therapy as soon as you come out of the anesthesia. (laughs) My God, I can't believe they're having me walk already, right? Right? and then go through the following days of therapy that are as challenging as the operation itself. But ultimately, you have a knee that can bend and that can work. And healing is a process. It takes time. And we need to be open to that reality in our lives. And so I want to, again, share this with you as a word of encouragement uh, to realize that there are squirrels in all of our lives, even in our nation and in the world, and then we can be honest about that. We can affirm the reality that our Lord is great and mighty and he's inviting us in our own lives and in the life in which we live to be honest about what we see and to move increasingly from darkness into light. In the midst of all that we're going through in the moment, in the, moment, in the midst of what our country is going through as well, I invite you to join me in prayer. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have given us this good land for our heritage. We humbly ask you that we may always prove ourselves a people mindful of your favor and glad to do your will. Bless our land with honorable endeavor, sound learning, and pure manners. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil way. Defend our liberties and fashion into one united people, the multitude brought here out of many nations and tongues. Endow with the spirit of wisdom those to whom in your name we entrust the authority of government, that there may be justice and peace at home, and that through obedience to your law, we may show forth your praise among the nations on earth. In time of prosperity, fill our hearts with thankfulness, and in the day of trouble, do not allow our trust in you to fail. Amen. amen. So prayed President Thomas Jefferson, Washington, D.C., March 4th, 1801. In the name of our, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.